Hello, my friends. So good to be here and so good to have you here. As you could see, we are still in the series Free at Last. And I am so happy to share a message that went on about the whole year, last year, in my own life. And uh, I would like to share what happened in my life last year with you. And so glad to be here and that you are here. The topic today is um, how to get rid of the trash in my own life. So as Leo mentioned last week, I'm not sure if he mentioned it in your um, celebration as well, but we as a family, we are in a cleaning out mode or in a decluttering mode almost the whole last year because we are moving in eight weeks. And I brought you a picture, maybe Leo showed you last week as well. And this picture, this uh, is a special picture to me. So I brought you also my bike so you can see it. And while I myself was in a decluttering, cleaning out mode almost the whole year, Jesus um, came up to me with a certain topic while I was walking my one hour walk on one day. He said to me, why do you use the red bike bags? when actually the white ones will fit more perfectly to your white bike. So I was really astonished and you might have heard a part of that story in a message last year, but I tell you the whole story behind. So I was quite astonished. I mean, it's obvious that God is a designer. He designed the whole world so beautiful and but still, I was amazed that he pays so much attention to that little detail of using red bikes, bike bags instead of white ones. So the story behind is like that. Our family planned years ago to have bike vacation. And in Aldi, there were bike bags by that time and they were on sale and I grabbed four pair of bike bags. Um, they were blue ones, there, there were red ones and white ones. And I stored it for better times in the cellar. Even though I go grocery shopping with my bike every week, but rather than using these bike bags already for grocery shopping, I still use the IKEA bags uh, in front of the bike. So I was astonished that Jesus came up with that topic and uh, because I, one day I decided to finally use the bike bags because probably the bike vacation will never come. So I started to use the bike bags. But you know, the blue ones, I don't care for the blue ones, the white ones for in my side, they are the beautiful ones. But for some reason, I used the red ones. And um, I said in that talk with Jesus, you are right. I mean, um, you are right. The white ones fit better to the bike than the red ones. And uh, I said to him, when I come home, I will exchange them. Then I came home and I was looking for the white ones, but I couldn't find them anymore. So I thought, oh no, maybe I already decluttered them. Maybe I already cleared them out, cleaning them out. But uh, after some days, I found them. They were on a heap where we um, put stuff to Ricardo to sell it, and they were there. So I took it and I was so happy. <clears throat> and I, 
I really felt like, like surprised from God. Now I have the white bike bags. But as soon as I saw the red ones, I thought, ah, uh, no, maybe, maybe I leave the red ones and maybe I store the white ones for better times. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? I learned this is a quirky habit. And maybe you know a quirky habit in your own life. Something everyone says, this is stupid, why do you do that? And I tried to get rid of the red bike bags, but it was really hard. Somehow I felt like something is attached to these red bike bags. And only with the help of a friend, she said to me, if you don't get rid of these red bike bags, you can give it to me and I go and take it. So I had to promise her to, to throw them away. They are not expensive. I mean, how could something be attached at these bike bags? Nevertheless, I felt something more. And maybe you have, you, you, Right now you think of other quirky habits in your own life. Silly, you, you don't know why, but something is attached. And this is the topic we want to have a look at right now, this evening, this afternoon. Because in Galatians 5, verse 13, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. What a great Bible verse, what a great promise, what a great calling upon each and every one of our lives. We are called to be free, but sometimes there, is, there are things attached, they have, they have power. So I cannot decide easily and free to get rid of the red bike bags. And we want to have a look at stuff in our lives and no longer hold on to these um, maybe quirky habits. Not every quirky habit has roots, but sometimes you can feel that there is more attached. In our counseling sessions in ICF, we use the picture of a tree because we as human beings are compared as trees in the Bible. I would like to read you a Bible verse from Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. It's cut a little bit. There it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. So in the Bible, we are compared as trees and that's why we have here the tree. And you can see tree work like that. You have the top of the tree, the fruit, and it's compared and it's a picture for our behavior. Then a tree has also a tree trunk. It's like the habits in our lives. And not only has a tree fruits, the top and the trunk, but there is also the roots. And sometimes we forget that things are attached with roots that is compared to the spiritual dimension because we don't see it. We cannot see the spiritual dimension, but it has power. It has power in our lives, even though you cannot see it, even though it's beneath the soil. And so when we talk about getting rid of stuff, we're talking about not only the bad fruits, to try to get rid of the bad fruits, but also look at 
is there a pattern in our life or is there maybe a root? And not every quirky habit has also a spiritual dimension, not every. But I think and I trust you that you can feel if there is something more attached behind it than just usual. As I could feel with that red bike bags, something is attached and I wonder what is it? I could find that finally there is a thinking attached to it that the beautiful stuff, like for example in my case, the white bike bags, you don't use it. You just spare it for better times, but the better times never come. And you rather throw it away or sell it than use it. And, and how bad is that thinking? And one can laugh about my treating the red bike bags, but I could feel that there is something attached more behind. And so whatever is a fruit has also a, a tree and a trunk and roots. And we read in Matthew 7, 17 to 18, likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So I could really feel that behind this Kirky habit is attached a fruit. And with the fruit, there must be um, a, a behavior, a pattern in my life, and maybe also roots in my life. And so maybe you think of a quirky habit in your own life, something uh, you just do. Maybe you don't know why, but think about what happened if you get rid of that quirky habit. Maybe it's easy for you, then it's done, then is nothing behind. But maybe you tried to do it differently or to exchange it and you um, got stuck and it didn't work. And that's might be a sign that the Holy Spirit is pointing you and, and it's not to, to um, you know, point his finger on you, but it's to, be, to get you free, free at last, as we are called to be. Yeah. I would like to share what happens in our home every Thursday afternoon. Every Thursday afternoon, the first one who goes to the mailbox will find a handmade braid, a hand bacon braid. And not only a freshly oven warm braid, but also we got a beautiful leather with encouragement. We got some more stuff like nuts and dry fruits. And sometimes this woman, um, uh, this woman also puts in some very practical stuff. I just ran out a day before and she has no idea, but she puts it in. So it's something very special. And when I tell you that story, what happens every Thursday since more than one or two years already, on a regular basis, every Thursday, when I, when I tell you that maybe there are different opinions about what this woman does, opinions like, outrageous, they already have everything, <laughs> or... Maybe other voices think, this should happen to me and not to them. And again, others think, I also want to be this close to the biggest like this woman is. 
But I can tell you, um, this woman, she does not ring at the door. She just put it selfless in the, in the, mail, in, in, in the mailbox, does not ring, does not expect me to serve her a coffee, does not expect me to spend time to her, with her to talk. She's so selfless. I consider it to be a good, one of the good fruits. And these thoughts, they're natural thoughts. I mean, we all have thoughts like that and not... Maybe you just take your thought you just had when I spoke about what happened to us every Thursday afternoon. Maybe you take it and you turn it into a conversation with God. Maybe you just share with God what you just were thinking. Maybe something I did not point out here. Maybe you are one of these three. Doesn't matter. It's not bad. But it's bad to not talk about that with God. You, have, you, you can have a conversation with God and then maybe it's over. Maybe you have a great experience with God. He shows you whatever he thinks about you. He shows you, you his ways and then it's done. But maybe, just maybe, you realize there is more behind what you were thinking right a couple minutes ago. Maybe you realize there is somehow like a pattern in my life uh, I can see it that I think more in more situations like that and then take it and ask God and the Holy Spirit what is behind. We don't have to dig. We don't have to, to be afraid and, and to live on a, on a trash heap to, to just dig all the time in our lives. It's just when the Holy Spirit points with his loving hand and, and wants to bring up something, then it's time to look at it and to change it and to bring it to him. So I told you about the red bike bags and the mindset behind that the beautiful should not be, the beautiful is not for use, the beautiful is just to store in a cellar. And I realized the same pattern, the same mindset comes up when we travel. Last summer we traveled for six weeks and I feel so bad to tell that that we were in Sydney, that sounds so amazing, that sounds so showy. We were in Sydney, then we were in Bali, then we were in Tessin, not enough. And because I feel so bad to, to, to travel so much for so long time and I took work with me just to make my conscience a little bit, uh, you know, calm down a little bit and think, yeah, it's not vacation only. It was not, but I took extra work with me. I did not realize what I did, but after that six weeks, I was not relaxed. I was not at ease because I worked too much. And I mean, this is foolish, but I could see this is the same pattern. The beautiful should not be. Because when I speak about us traveling, then I speak about the stuff that is annoying, the stuff that is stressful. There are some parts that are stressful. I mean, long, long um, distance flights, that's not easy. And waiting at the airport and pulling your, your back behind you and... and um, yeah, that's not easy, but I only spoke about this. I would never have spoken about the time we have together, Leo and myself, and the dinners we can have together, and the, that the time is good for us because we take ourselves out of everyday life and we can have the bigger picture again and more clear. And I never spoke about that. And when I realized it, 
and spoke with my family about it, they were very clear. I mean, my family is very straight on the point. And uh, I could not help myself, but I had to confess and say, Lord Jesus, I am so sorry. I pay bigger attention of what people say and think in my life than of what you give. I mean, who is that person who... who um, actually need six weeks to recover, to refresh and to spend time with the family and can somehow make it and does not take it. That's foolish. But I was like that. I was, I say, I was like that. Because I said, Lord Jesus, I am so sorry. I can see the same pattern like you, you brought up with that red bike packs. And I love Jesus about that. The way, you know, he takes a funny, he takes a funny thing that doesn't matter so much, but he takes it to just lead me into something that has far more influence in my thinking and in my life. And I so much pray and, and, and ask God that, he does the same with you. That, that these funny things in your life, if there is something attached, roots and, and a, a, a bad thinking about it attached, that we can get rid of it right away. Because he already paid the price. He already paid the price. So I said and I confessed, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry. I, I really cut through this poverty mentality in my life. I can see a pattern. And it's not only the fruit. Always when a fruit occurs in our life, we have to know there is also a trunk, a habit, a pattern in our lives. And also roots attached. Because it's a whole tree, not only the fruit. And it's not done if we, if we work against the fruit and it's not done if we try out a new habit because there are always roots attached. I mean, I had garden enough 18 years now to figure out that such a small root is enough in the ground to bring up a new big plant. But on the other hand, we don't have to dig for roots all the time because automatically out of a root like this in the soil, there will be a plant. And when you see the plant in your life, then it's time to get rid of it. So there is a person that is very close to our family and she was complaining about us traveling all the time, very openly. Whenever I saw her, she brought up, up that topic and she said, yeah, you travel so much, that's not good. And she had certain reasons why this is not good. And she just was very open and very straight and told me. And always when I heard her, I felt sorry. I felt more sorry. And you could see it, maybe not from outside, but at least from inside, I was shrinking down and I felt, I, I, I really felt so guilty. But after I had this talk with my family and the prayer that I said, sorry, Jesus, I cut that spirit out in my life. She came up again with the same, with the same uh, speech and, and said, yeah, you're traveling and you are never here and always on the road. That's not good. So on, so on, so on. Then I said to her, you're right. You are so right. We are traveling much more than we used to. But 
I am so thankful. While the kids were small, I was able to be most of the time stay-at-home mom and take care for the kids. But right now, our job at ICF changed. Somehow, the traveling is now part of our job at ICF. That's the way it is. I didn't feel sorry about, I just stand and, and told her what I think. You know what? When we said goodbye, for the very first time, she said, I wish you a lot of strength for your traveling and I wish you a lot of power for your work at ICF. So did she change? No, it was first myself that I changed. I changed the trunk. I changed my habit. I changed my, my attitude against uh, towards traveling. And we can read about the trunk, the habits in Ephesians 4, 22 to 24. There it says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Holy, no, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, create to be like, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So this is what we are called to be, to just change your attitude. But it does not work only to change, but it goes always deeper and to the roots. And for me, it was this poverty mentality I really had to change. And today I have cards here by the cross, all different kind of cards. For me, I chose this one. You cannot see it maybe from far, this is the heart of a beggar, which for me expresses poverty mentality, poverty thinking. And there are a lot of other cards and you are invited to choose one after the message. And the last couple of weeks we had a lot talked about the fruits from Elijah, from Ahab, from Jezebel, like fruits like fear, control, pride, sexual immorality, passivity, all these kinds of negative fruits in our life. And maybe you find a picture that is attached to it. Like here, maybe fear is a topic in your life. Then you might take this one because fear looks like black. Or maybe um, passivity is a topic in your life and then maybe you take this one because they are dead and alive. And you know what I did and what you can do is, I took that poverty, poor, poor is on this side, the, the hut of a beggar and I could see the pattern and the roots finally in this thinking, I took it to my side. And I said, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. And I give it over to you. And you know what happened? Not only we give something to Jesus, not only we confess the roots and the bad fruits before Jesus and give it to him, but on the other hand, we receive something. I received a crown. I have I could change my thinking, my mindset, my roots. Not only um, not only that they are um, from poor mentality, you know, influenced, but now they're influenced from thoughts of God, from His rich thoughts of God. And that makes a difference. That makes a difference in our lives. 
And it's so good that this change is available for each and every one of us today. And it makes a big difference. What started with the funny story of the red bike bags during last year turned out to be really roots that were controlling my thinking, that were controlling my action, and that were controlling my life and I had no idea about. And a final story to that topic I experienced in December when I was traveling with Leo to Asia for two weeks. All of a sudden, I was homesick. I was so homesick. I mean, you as internationals, you might know homesickness because you live far from home. But I am not homesickness. I'm not homesick at all. But for the very first time, I felt so homesick. Sad to say that Leo felt offended of, because of that, because he really tried his best to make the traveling two weeks the most uh, beautiful or convenient for me. He thought that I would like to have my one hour walk and he, he was looking for a place at the beach. We don't have beaches here in Switzerland, but there in Asia there were our beaches available close and he was looking for a place like that and I could not help. I just cried and he felt offended and we had a serious talk about his ministry his traveling ministry i knew that he will become a traveling evangelist already 27 years ago because he was telling me already back then what was fulfilled the last two years now but i never thought that i'm involved in that because you know rather i would throw this wipe bike bags away instead of using. So the same, the same habit I had, the same mindset, rather I would let him travel and stay at home instead of going with him. So we had a serious talk and I realized I really have to embrace the traveling ministry also myself. Not only let him go, but we do it together because he wants to do it together. I mean, When a husband invites you to travel with him, you should say yes and not cry and not. So I knew, I mean, homesick, this is, this is not, not every homesickness has a spiritual root. But I could see because I'm never homesick and I traveled before. So something must be attached to it. After that serious talk, I went to bed. And as you can imagine, I woke up that night, could not sleep that well. And God started to speak about this traveling issue in my life. And I so much love how he starts to talk and what picture he brings that, that express all my feelings. So I was laying in bed and I could feel like a big something ahead of me, a big something that was making me fear and afraid on top of me. And I said, Jesus, this is exactly how traveling feels for me. I don't feel comfortable. It's something like a big black cloud above me that is hanging and trying to, to put me down and to whatever, does it not good to me? But all of a sudden, when I had a second look at this big something above me, I could realize this is a hot air balloon. So whenever I see a hot air balloon, I, I enjoy it. I am delightful because a hot air balloon is something beautiful. I mean, something joyful. And uh, obviously, he took that topic of traveling 
with that hot air balloon. I was looking again and I saw the small basket and I started to cry again. I said, Jesus, this is the problem. No one can fit in. I can take no one with me and nothing with me. There is no space for anyone more. And by the way, Jesus, where are you in that picture of a hot air balloon? Are you maybe at the floor uh, watching us leaving to heaven? Or maybe you wait in the clouds waiting for us to come to you? Where are you in that picture? And as soon as I asked a question, he said to me, I saw him as the leader, as the, you know, as the driver of the hot air balloon already in the basket and next to him was Leo. They were waiting for me. And this was such a confirmation, like from Jesus in person to say, hey, it's me. I planned it for your life. I organized it. We are just waiting for you to say yes and to embrace it. And you can be sure. I mean, if I see that Jesus is in that game, I'm in much easier than if he's not in. So I said, okay, I go in. I go with you. Even though I cannot take with me so much and, and no one else except Leo and yourself, God, I'm in. But then I expected the hot air balloon to rise up, but it did not rise. I saw that there was a, a cord attached to it to the ground. So that leads me back to the picture of the tree. Because for me, homesickness, and I make it clear that you don't misunderstand me. This is my case with my homesickness. And your case is a different one. And not every homesickness has a spiritual root. So this, for me... The, the balloon was the homesickness, was just the fruit, was just the top, but attached was the, the basket, the trunk, and we could adjust and we had this adjustment made in our serious talk. We said, okay, maybe it depends how long we travel, how often we travel, if I join him maybe later and go home earlier. That's all fine. That's all fine. That's part of the deal. And we can do some habits and adjust some habits. But still, there was the cord. And I realized again, Again, it has something to do with my poverty mentality, with my poverty thinking and mindset and the spirit of poverty thinking. So I said once again, Lord Jesus, I am so sorry that I pay more attention what people are saying than what you are saying. And I cut it in the name of Jesus, this spirit in my life. And when I cut it, I could feel and see that a hot air balloon was raising. And you know what? A couple days later, I realized, I mean, we as leaders of a movement with more than 60 churches worldwide, we need to travel. It's a sin to stay just in Switzerland and, ha and have such a small mindset. We need to see other churches in order to, to lead it in a, in a good way, in a godly way. So can you see what started with a funny story of these red bike bags and it might be in your life the same and it's an invitation to just take the chance and it says in Luke 3 verse 9 the axe is already at the root at the root of these trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire and this is what we want to do today 
what I invite you to do. I go now to the cross and I have these cards with me. There at the cross, you can choose one of these cards. Maybe just a picture inspires you. Maybe you know exactly what your quirky habit is and what picture fits to that. And there is a spiritual principle. Without bloodshedding, there is no forgiveness. But Jesus did it already. That's why we have to cross here. He shed His blood in order that we can be free, free at last, free what we are called to be. Think about for just a moment, what is your, what points the Holy Spirit up today? What, what story brings He up in your life? What maybe bad fruit does He point out in your life? I would like to pray and then you can come forth and just cut this root. And you don't have to dig. It's the Holy Spirit. He shows right now where the root comes from, from the fruit you can see. Maybe you see the habit. Maybe you see a pattern in your life already. You can ask the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we are here now, right now. And we ask you for wisdom. We ask you that you reveal what is going on in each and everyone's life. Maybe something that starts with a quirky habit. Maybe it's fear in our lives that is maybe the fruit or the trunk or already the roots. Maybe there is this passivity in our lives, the inability to handle with conflicts. Maybe this emptiness. Maybe a strange sickness. Maybe sexual immorality. We don't want, but somehow it has power over us. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you do your work right now with each and every one of us. And we want to be clear. We want to look at it and don't tolerate these fruits and these habits in our lives anymore. In Jesus' name, we say Amen. trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. 
and there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, please don't give up. <laughs>